0: My name's Roger. I'm the pastor of Dorchester Community Church. Welcome. Good to see you at church here today. The daffodils are out. Easter's on the way. Sign of hope, but that's coming next Sunday. Today, this coming week, we're thinking about the journey that built up to Easter Day. So I hope that you join us. A few sort of funny things to watch. A few things to hopefully give you something to think about. We've also got our puppets and we're going to hear about a food share ministry, which is making a big impact across the local community. Let's go to church. Come and join us. Hi. Okay. Well, each week what we like to do is get a little bit of feedback. Thanks for keep uh, sharing that and sending stuff in. Now, we were looking at John chapter 6 last week, and somebody then sent me uh, a text, actually, with, with this thought. Not from the passage uh, itself that we were looking at, but earlier on in this chapter, they said these words. Being out the about just at the moment is pretty alarming. We're told that coronavirus is out there and susceptibility is high. It's important to remember that this virus cannot move around by itself, and so transmission is only made possible by our actions. Washing our hands, isolation, social distancing have all become buzzwords very quickly. So quickly, in fact... That uh, even armed with the knowledge that everyone knows the rules, someone coming, walking up and offering help in a moment of need would be nothing short of alarming. Our understanding revolves around our knowledge, interpretation and perspective. Imagine, if you will, being told that, uh, that you were to prepare for, for being on a boat in appalling conditions but 600 feet below sea level. Your mind conjures up images of shipwrecks and drop-diving gear. What if I were to tell you that 600 feet below sea level would be exactly your altitude if you were sitting on a boat on a stormy sea of Galilee? It makes the whole situation a lot more manageable, but I'm sure it was still a surprise to have someone calmly walk up to the disciples and offer help. Great to have a thought like that, so thanks James for that. Leslie sent us this, you know we had a little bit of a glitch in terms of showing a video by the police, don't stand so close to me. That'll no, do. Bet that's another karaoke. She said, "I was just to let you know, I was watching it online whilst my husband, Richard, was listening to a shuffle of music on Google at home uh, when you put on that slide from the, uh, the police. And at that very same time, Google started playing <laughs> that very song, Freaky or What. OK, Carol then sent this in, which was uh, rather encouraging but made me smart. Thank you for the uplifting Sunday morning we saw online. We really enjoyed it. It lifted our spirits. We enjoyed the keep fit guy. It made us laugh for the first time in ages. Is he available for parties? We're going to end up, like him I reckon, with long hair as all hairdressers are close. You can imagine, I'm really struggling with that. Anyway, enough of the feedback. Let's now do some church. Ugh. Mm. Mmm, swigging me coffee, I'm all right now, I'm okay now. Well, it's quite incredible, uh, wasn't it? People out in the streets, then clapping, people coming out of their houses one by one, joining in so spontaneously, the noise levels increasing, every now and then someone would shout something out, there was a real sense of belonging, of community, so what am I talking about? Well, I guess the first thing that comes to mind was Thursday night, went for the second week, running there was this appreciation demonstration for our NHS, and rightfully so, soldiering on despite the huge pressures, whilst for many, um, uh, for many others they were putting themselves at risk too. I hope that you're out in your own front garden. Being very British, we don't tend to do uh, you know, that much by way of national outpouring of emotion, unless maybe it's snowing or, of course, it's the final of Strictly on TV. The last time I can remember something this unexpected was the funeral procession when Princess Diana died. Something that back then captured the very heart of the nation. People were out in the streets and started clapping even as the hearse went by. That was the thirty first of august nineteen ninety seven that she died. Funeral was obviously shortly after that. Yep, that's a long time ago. Today though is what is known as Palm Sunday, another of those one-off events where people gathered on the streets with hand claps and maybe a lot more as well as Jesus made his way towards Jerusalem in a few days time of course after that where he was indeed going to be crucified. Should we go along with the crowd? That's what we've entitled today. guess it depends on what the crowd are doing. The same one that was cheering on uh, Jesus, uh, on his triumphal entry, was the same one that was then yelling out, crucify crucifying. just days later. How things can change. Well, we'll think about that journey he took and maybe see if there's anything that reflects our own journey uh, right now that we may well be on. Of course, it seems a bit weird, doesn't it, even using that word of journey because that, in its sense, is a bit awkward right now for us. Many of us can't go anywhere at all. We're just not allowed. Many of us, of course... Are having to work from home just like this guy family visits of course well they're more rushed than usual this is myself visiting my son on the way to a tesco shop over and done within seconds that probably was uh, right up his street for others of course there's the challenge of having children at home all day and for their parents to try their hand at homeschooling, having an hour's exercise out each day means mum and the kids all get pretty stressed out, mm-hmm. and are very much in need of a drink as soon as they get back. Maybe a little bit like this family.
1: Okay, who wants a drink? Do a drink? Here's one for you. You. Oh. This Look, has got
2: one.
0: been completely thrown, haven't we, by this COVID-19 virus that's hit our nation. We can't quite believe that things are going to go and get even worse before they get better. I dare say you've been gobsmacked and pretty overwhelmed by the statistics night on night as we're hearing about the number of cases and indeed sadly the number of tragic deaths. Here's how Radio 1 Radio 1's Greg James described his own numbness recently when he was on air
3: you can struggle to make sense of it
0: and it can just feel too
3: big i think that's one of the things that i struggle with you just go well how are we supposed
2: to even process the entire world you, the truth is you can't really the best thing to do is look after
0: yourself and those around you and your community and if everyone did their little bit that's multiplied across the world and that's how everyone solves it together Sounds quite emotional, doesn't he? But I wonder what we can do to get through this together. That was what he was advocating. Well, here at Dorchester Community Church, if you take the time to check out what's on our website, you'll see there's a whole host of things that we try and do here in and for the community. But for such a time as this, well, most of that, of course, has sadly stopped. It's been tough because for everything that we're about here really as a church is relational. However, one ministry so far has been able to continue And for that, we thank God. Because it's to do with supporting some of our most vulnerable local families. They need support, our support, more than ever now. I want to show you a couple of clips for you to watch. The first is taken from the BBC News, profiling the excellent work of Fair Share, who we have a partnership with here in Dorchester. And the next is from Jane, one of our own members, who, along with hubby-to-be Mark, runs a project called Food Share. Just take a look. At
3: this. There's also a clamour for support from charities which won't benefit from NHS volunteering. Fair Share redistributes surplus supplies from the food industry to people who are vulnerable and living in poverty. They say they're crying out for help. We desperately need volunteers who are fit and well those who are able to get in safely, uh, not supporting vulnerable people, who are able to muck in and help with our operation, whether that be driving the vans, uh, they might be helping in the warehouse, sorting stock out, making up orders. Hello, my name's Jane and I've been involved in Food Share for about the last two years. Food Share is something that was set up by the church in conjunction with Fair Share. We get donated food from the supermarkets that they would otherwise be throwing out as it's getting close to its best before date. And this can be a mixture of fruit, vegetables and bread. We also get donated food from local markets. We have a great team involved in Food Share. One family collects the food from the supermarkets and then packages it up and myself and my partner head up the delivery side along with a super team of willing helpers. We normally deliver to about 30 homes, but due to the current coronavirus, we've seen just this week alone, 27 referrals. Referrals come in from healthcare professionals and schools, plus many other ways. So this week deliveries have been going out midweek as well as at the weekend. We deliver to vulnerable families and families in need who are just struggling and just need a little bit of extra help. We've had such brilliant responses when we've delivered from mum, the church are here, To, oh my goodness me, we weren't expecting a delivery this week because of the current situation, so thank you. It's a real privilege to be involved in Food Share and a very humbling experience as well. Thank you ever so much, and if you'd like to know more, then please do
0: get in touch. Thank you. People locally have actually asked if they can help too, with food items or financially. Well, the answer is yes and details of how you or others may well want to get involved in that are elsewhere on this home page. I want us to pause though now for a song. Maybe give yourself time to chill out a little bit and to worship God right where you are. That means you can actually have the delight of pressing the pause button on me now. Or it may well be that there's an eye icon that will appear somewhere up in that corner. Those of you more techie than me will know exactly how that works. Play the song and then hopefully you'll unpause me at the end afterwards Alternatively, if you don't want to do the song. That's okay. Just carry on and watch right now. The name of the song: "Blessed Be the Name of the Lord." We'll pick up, pick up on that. Uh, pitch up on that. Pick up on that when uh, we actually think of what I'm reading and, uh, and passages a little bit later. But I want to pick out one line of the song. It says in the song, "When I'm found in the desert place, though I walk through the wilderness." Maybe for you, maybe for others. This could be a time when you're feeling uh, a bit like that. Why not let that out and actually direct your emotions heavenwards to worship God now. Now, each week, you won't be surprised. We're a church after all. We read God's word in the Bible. One of these. I don't know if you've got one of these at home. Uh, this is the green one. But it doesn't matter about the colour, it doesn't really matter about the translation at all. But each week what we want to do is have a read of that and see how that connects with ourselves in our lives. That passage I meant about Jesus coming into Jerusalem on what's called Palm Sunday or the Triumphal Entry. Well, you can actually read about that in each of the four Gospels. The Gospels are where you read about the stories of Jesus and all the stuff he got up to, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. It's uh, it's what it it kind of kicks off uh, the New Testament in the uh, three quarters of the way through part of the Bible. Well, those four characters, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, they each give their own account of this particular story. Imagine somebody as a football reporter reporting on a game. And then there's maybe a different reporter reporting on the same game. And then a third and a fourth reporter. They're all going to have a slightly different angle of different elements of the game. And it's bringing those together from what Matthew, Mark, Luke and John are sussing out together that you get a real flavour and picture of what was going on. But for our purpose here today, our reading is from Luke chapter 19. So Luke's Gospel chapter 19. And Glyn is going to read that to us now.
2: Hi, everyone. The reading for today is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 19, verses 28 to 42. After Jesus had said this, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. As he approached Bethphage and Bethany at the hill called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you. The Lord needs it. As they brought it to Jesus, threw their cloaks on the colt and put Jesus on it. And as he went along, people spread their cloaks on the road. When he came near the place where the road goes down to the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices all the miracles they had seen. If you, even you, had only known on this day what would bring you peace, but now it is hidden from your eyes. Thank you, Glenn. Well, one minute there's laughter, the next there's
0: tears. Just imagine a a child, maybe balancing on a table, maybe a table like this with my cup of coffee on it. (coughs) One minute they're laughing, look at me! Next minute, boom, that young child has maybe fallen off the table crash, and there's tears. With children, things can change in a moment. But with adults too, one minute we can be laughing, the next we can be maybe in a very different state, as we're reminded of our own situation. Maybe it hurt, maybe a loved one who has died. Maybe we see a happy couple together, and we're happy, and then we remember that we ourselves now are alone. Or we hear of someone's great news over a new job, and we're thrilled for them. And then suddenly we remember that we were never able to fulfil our own dream in employment. In this current pandemic, people appear to be OK one minute and then in another, sadly not. And there's tears. Think of the lady this week, who for a few weeks ago, she had both of her parents alive. And then within the space of just 24 hours, she'd lost both of her parents due to cancer. Kino- uh, Uh, coronavirus can't always say that word and then imagine this passage that has just been read to us by Glyn of Jesus coming into Jerusalem all those shouts, all all those cheers all the excitement, the frenetic atmosphere that was going on, the buzz of activity but then when the camera zooms in on Jesus it dawns on him as he looks over the city look how many people have got no hope quite poignant when we think of maybe ourselves here and now. Now for those of you who are interested here's the theological and historical context. If that's not you then this is a chance for you to have a sip of your own cup of coffee or maybe doze on for 20 seconds. It was the beginning of an eight-day feast when the Jews remembered how God had set them free from slavery in Egypt You can read about that in Exodus chapter 14. That's way back near the beginning of the Bible. Jerusalem would have been packed. Who were those people in the crowd? Well, maybe those healed. Maybe those who'd been fed in the multitude. Those who knew that Jesus was a carpenter by trade. Maybe his family. Maybe those angry at what they saw as Jesus' blasphemy. Those who'd heard about the raising of his friend Lazarus. Roman soldiers. In other words, all sorts, just like the variety of people in our own road as we went out to applaud the NHS staff. We'd have probably gone along with the crowd if we'd been there on Palm Sunday. Everybody else was cheering. Yeah, get up! Yeah, get up with it! Hey, go for it, Jesus! We would have probably cheered along with them as well. No idea what we would have been shouting out. Eh? Maybe you could actually do a bit of a shouting Hey, eh? Could you do a bit of a shouting out eh? right where you are? Particularly if you've got the kids. See you can be the loudest after three. One, two, three... I'm going to just assume that you all did that. If you're on your own, well, actually, you can get away with it, but let's not go there. Maybe I'll be feeling quite embarrassed now. Let's carry on. Maybe you need to loosen up, though, not just with a shout-out, but I know our puppets would love to help you relax. They are ideal to help you lighten up the mood. So in terms of what frenetic activity and praising and cheering and singing and dancing would have been going on, maybe it would have been a little bit like this. Here's our puppets with a song called Jumping Up and Down. Why don't you do just that? Take a look at this. passage was similar to that song if you played the song it was all about blessed be the name of the Lord in other words yeah God we think you're great and we think this one who's coming in the name of God is great as well it picks up on Psalm 118 Psalm 148 Luke chapter 2 as well if you want to do a little bit of extra homework here was one coming in God's name they yelled the other gospel writers, well, they say something a little bit different in addition. Hosanna! They shout it out, which literally means, save us now! Wow, what a prayer. Save us now. As things really step up, as we watch the news night after night, is there ever a prayer, a three-word prayer, that's more poignant and relevant than save us now, if only we would turn to that God? And what was that donkey all about that Jesus was riding on? Well, Jesus tells his disciples to go and nick a donkey. Well, I wonder if that was prearranged. Was it prophetic? We don't really know. How would you react, though, if someone actually took what was yours? And what if they then said to you, ah, oh, but the Lord needs it? Well, you probably want to tell them to go and take a hike or go and get lost. Well, a bit weird, wasn't it, that passage that we had read to us? Why not here? Because that's not what happened at all. Was there a password? Was there something by way of the authority that was being carried in the words? There's strangely little reaction to Jesus referring to the Lord needs it. But it draws our attention to the fact that the man who needs it and who will ride on it is probably way more than a normal man. The donkey was symbolic of humility. Humility. One that had never been ridden like this one, that was important because unused animals were often, uh, often had and carried significant spiritual purposes. If you see Numbers chapter 19 or Deuteronomy 21 or 1 Samuel chapter 6, you can read more about that there as well. Again, homework part 2. Matthew, the gospel writer Matthew, sees this as a fulfilment of an Old Testament prophecy from years ago spoken through the lips of a man called Zechariah in chapter 9. Your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Jesus wept over a whole city that had somehow just missed it. We like to present an image, don't we, that all's okay, that life is great, that we're in control, but the reality is often very, very different, especially right now we carry burdens, we dare not tell anyone else about, we struggle with our own sense of inadequacies, we have no sense of direction of why we're here, and can live the lie of trying to fool everybody else. Say, Yeah, I'm fine. The reality, of course, is very different. Some of us, like me, can't even pronounce the word coronavirus correctly. To uh, uh, coronavirus. Jesus weeps. It's one of only two occasions... In the Gospels that he's recorded as having that kind of depth of emotion. The other was when one of his close friends died. It must break his heart and God's heart too. When he sees our ignorance or our lack of purpose. Often because we're too busy or as our priorities are misplaced. I wonder if that's true for you. Sometimes it is for me. I should have turned that off, should I? Didn't even say to the rest of you, make sure you switch off your mobile phone. We normally do that. Apologies. Now you can tell this was recorded live, can't I? Palm Sunday sees people living the illusion that life is great. The party's in full swing. Alcohol may be beginning to kick in, but a hangover or worse is around the corner. Right now, we call that hangover coronavirus. Here the party atmosphere is overseeing Jesus as their hero. He's done miracles. He's changed lives. He speaks with such authority. Life is going to be so good from now on. But a few days later, that same crowd are calling for him to be crucified. And it's like the hangover kicks in. Visual aids can be very powerful. We remember a small percentage of what we read or hear, but a much larger percentage of what we see, and an even greater percentage of what we're involved in. Hence, Jesus is deliberately creating a scene here. There was already a price tag on his head. So his journey to Jerusalem would have been much better via the back streets. But he came deliberately in such a way so as to draw people and their attention to himself. His riding into Jerusalem was also that fulfilment of the Old Testament promise that God's chosen one coming as king would ride into town on such an animal. The crowds knew that as they hailed him as the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Crowds, while well, they anticipated a military hero, but instead of the usual noble horse for such a procession, Jesus chose a young donkey, symbolizing his victory was to be one, off, uh, one offering love and peace with God. Then there were the tears, maybe the tears of God Himself as Jesus looked over the whole place that was to mark the end of his earthly journey. Love brings tears losing a loved one seeing a family member go astray your kids having tears maybe over the last couple of weeks because they're not allowed to even go out to play with their friends or see them at school or some at school and some not that's tough maybe hearing of a friend getting divorced fearing the loss of a child parents tears over their kids no one would look forward to what jesus was having to face The cross was awaiting him, and he knew it. But his his tears were for people, they always are, for lost people. People going their own way, refusing to turn to God, through whom they could discover what they were really looking for. In similar fashion, despite the excellent coverage on the BBC, ITV and Sky over this current global crisis, there's not really been any voice, has there, been brought to the table of our need to turn back to God and get on our knees for the one that may well be able to turn the tide. Maybe as God sees our own heart in this and our avoidance of turning to it, even now he weeps over that which he sees. Well, how could we sum that up? Three main bullet points to take away from here. Well, firstly, what might Palm Sunday say? Firstly, don't settle for surface-level lef- surface excitement. That's what they were doing, wasn't it? All the, all the crowds that were cheering, getting the buzz of the moment. Live for the now. We see it all the time. Actually, life's a lot more complex and a lot more important and purposeful than that. Secondly, realise that God weeps over all who live without hope. One of our members this week that I was on the telephone to, they shared with me something that they were reading from Nahum chapter 1, verse 7, ages ago since I read anything from back there. Listen to this verse. The Lord is good, a refuge in times of trouble. He cares for those who trust in him. What confidence that that can give the likes of you and me. But thirdly, why not ask God to give you the peace that you are looking for? Right at the close of that chapter in Luke chapter 19, we heard Glenn read these words to us, where Jesus said, If you, even you, had only known on this day, what would bring you peace? But now it is hidden from your eyes. You did not recognise the time of God's coming to you. It would be good to pray now. I'm going to be quiet for 20 seconds or so, so that maybe you can echo out whatever prayer you're wanting to to God. Prayer is simple. You I'm not going to come out with any fancy or religious words. God's there, even if it's in the silence of your own heart. He knows your heart and he knows what's going on. We're going to have about 20 minutes, 20 minutes, don't be a long prayer, 20 seconds of silence. And I'm going to say just maybe a short prayer, saying maybe words that may well be something that you might like to articulate, but you're not too sure where to go with that or what to say. So if you want to uh, have a sense of God's peace in your own life, it may well be that you want to echo that. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Just say a hearty Amen at the end of that short prayer. But for now... Let's just have a little time of stillness and of quiet, and then I'm going to pray. God, there's lots of tough stuff going on right now. We don't know what to do. We don't know where to turn. We thank you that there is one that we can cry out to with our needs for such a time as this. Should we go along with the crowd? Well, certainly not like the crowd did on that Palm Sunday. shouting cheering, getting carried away with something that was purely superficial when the hearts were a long way away from really understanding what life was all about and why Jesus even came. God, pray that you would bring about a change in our land, bring about a change in ourselves and would you grant to us A peace that only you can bring, right in the midst of our own pain and hardship and struggle, right now, whatever that is. Amen. Now Marie, another of our members, is going to lead us in a short prayer together. So I'm going to hand over to Marie. And then after Marie has prayed, there's another opportunity maybe to reflect something back to God. We call that a worship song. The song is called uh, Yes and Amen. Yeah, I want to go along uh, with that. I love one of the lines in this where it says, God, you are my help in time of need. It may well be that you've never experienced that before. This could be a first. And as you see this particular song, if you watch it, you'll see every now and then there's some people getting wet. Looks as if they're actually having having a bath over there in the corner. No, that's people being baptised and of uh, having placed their faith in this Jesus who who came into Jerusalem. People are still having their lives changed by this Jesus every day, every week, all over the world. And so as part of their celebration during the recording of that particular song, they were having a load of baptisms going on at the back, and you'll hear some cheering going on. Watch it. Take a look. If you want to know what all that's about, do drop us a line. We'd love to tell you uh, more. But firstly, over to Marie to pray and then remember how you can then click on to that worship song to worship God in song yourself, okay? God bless. Thanks, Marie. Psalm 46, verse
4: 10 says, Be still and know that I am God. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, thank you that we can call you our Father. Thank you for springtime, and welcome warm sunshine this weekend. Help us to understand that you love us and want to bless us, especially when we are afraid of losing everything we normally rely on. Access to our families, friends and neighbours, our freedom, our health, our work and income, our sports and hobbies. When everything around us is changing, we are so glad that you are God, the same yesterday, today and forever. We pray for our government, Help them to make wise, informed decisions to protect our nation and bring healing to our land. May we show respect for their authority and follow the advice given to us. Bless our emergency services and care workers who are all doing the best they can in difficult circumstances. May they be provided with the necessary protective clothing they require to do their work safely so they can remain healthy. Also, thank you for farmers, shop workers and delivery drivers, all working hard to keep the nation provided for. Give us compassion for the poorest in our society too, the homeless, single parents and families who have suddenly lost their income. Give us generous hearts to donate what we can to help charities and other systems in place who are providing basic relief where it is most needed. May we come through this difficult time with a stronger love of life and being kinder to each other.
0: Amen. Okay, we now come to what we call our celebrations. Now there's been some interesting reactions to our celebration tin. <clears throat> Not least when uh, I actually had two uh, chocolates in, um, in my mouth at the time but forgot how uh, difficult it was going to be to speak. At the same time, we do this whenever we meet together as church. We like to celebrate different things that's going on in our lives. It could well be somebody's got a birthday. It could well be somebody has got a certificate for paragliding. It could well be that a wobbly tooth has come out. Kids especially are very, very creative. Well, I've got a whole host of celebrations that's occurred uh, this way. Uh, Back on Tuesday, it was Elsie and Malcolm's 58th wedding anniversary wow so congratulations to them uh, so going to take out a, a chocolate there for up uh, there i'm going to line that up there quite deliberately uh, on monday uh, and she's okay with us making this known it's jane who you saw on that video jane is going to be 50 years old on monday happy birthday to you jane let's go for another milky Way. i'm thinking milky ways Robin and Jill. They've been coming to us in recent months. They celebrate their second wedding anniversary on Tuesday. Here's a picture here of Robin and Jill. Great. So this is Robin and Jill's. And beyond that, even topping Malcolm and Elsie's 58 years, Gerald and Jean, on Wednesday, the 8th of April, they celebrate their 59th wedding anniversary. Looks a bit puny, doesn't it, actually, after 59 years, and what do you get, a small uh, Milky Way? It was then Mandy, oh, It was going to be Mandy's birthday on Good Friday, and Mandy said these words. She said, I want to see Roger eat chocolates for everyone every week. Well, not maybe for everyone every week, but maybe... Maybe I'll pick up the challenge and have a go for that. Now, I'm not too sure. I may well regret this or get into trouble for this. But for a one night only, we'll give that maybe a bash. But I also had a conversation with a lady called Sally. Sally's one of our elderly members. And she's been having horrendous problems with her eyesight uh, for a long, long time. That's been deteriorating, deteriorating, deteriorating. And also had a lot of pain. But where I sense it may well be good news, I recorded a little bit of that conversation. And this is what... Sally actually said to me. What can I do do for you, uh, Sally? I've got some really wonderful news to
1: tell you.
0: You've got some news? Well, with all the bad news, it's good to get some good news. Yeah, far away. God
4: has worked a miracle on my left eye. I can see out of it. Wow. And I was told six months ago, it had completely dried up. There was no point doing any injections. I would never be able to use that eye again. And I was going to see the specialist because I wanted to tell her, I was beginning to see a little bit of light out of the corner. <coughs> I thought, see I was it. And yeah. uh, then the, the, I had to cancel the appointment because I had a cough and cold. Um, and as the weeks sort have of gone by, all that black that I saw on the television, and when
1: I saw
0: your face was black, do you remember? It's,
1: yeah. it's
0: gone. Yeah, well, some people would say it probably looked better that way.
1: (laughs) Well, I didn't.
4: (laughs) It's
0: completely gone.
4: And it's absolutely fantastic. Obviously, the glasses aren't quite right, because, you know, I can't see numbers without a magnifying glass and letters. And I couldn't read a letter, but I've still got my smart reader. But each day, I can see a little bit more.
0: Wow, that is absolutely incredible. Thing. It's so wonderful. God does work in wonderful ways, doesn't he? Well, doesn't he just? And, and whatever may well be ahead, what an amazing thing to actually celebrate right now.
1: Well that's what I
0: felt. Are you let? It, are you okay me letting the nation know on yes. Sunday?
4: Because
0: I wanted to let you know first, but I've already let some people know first. I couldn't hold it in anymore. Doctor. I'm not at all surprised. Are you okay with me telling people on Sunday, Sally? Yes, of course. Fantastic. Yes, So, there's a whole host of different uh, celebrations there that's been going on. Now, I'm going to unwrap these chocolates because I'm going to introduce you to a short video clip. There's one. A short video clip which is going to be from someone in New Zealand. The person in New Zealand is called Sally. And Sally, with her husband, Alan, are part of the church. but every now and then, they go over to New Zealand for about three months. So, they're going to let us know the situation out in New Zealand and I know she wants to say a particular hive so we've had two, three, four. two three four five now here's Sarah over there
4: hello church family as you know we're still in New Zealand and we're in lockdown the same as you we have been since Wednesday we've got about 260 people roughly today by today that have been confirmed to have the virus but we've had no deaths so the government is acting really quickly which is good. I've been thinking about you all a lot and praying and a special hello please to my life group who are missing and all those people that have been keeping in touch with me. Thank you so much all of you that are contributing to the service online I'm really enjoying it. God bless you all. Bye.
0: Okay That was great chocolate, I have to say. If there are children watching this, please don't try this at home. What else have we got for you? Okay. Well, you would have uh, seen a whole host of messages on your TV screens. And uh, I'll put the celebrations uh, away for now. But one of those uh, things that has been, um, been communicated on TV has been the importance of staying at home staying at home will of course save lives staying inside staying inside here's a bit of a rendition of a Bee Gees classic with a very good message I hope that you enjoy this right now what's this ...that clip as much as I did. Great classic Bee Gees uh, uh, song there from the 70s of yesteryear. I'm not going to do me John Travolta impression at all on the dance floor. That will uh, maybe wait for another occasion. But good that those guys have actually used uh, a fun, creative way... ...to get a serious message across. That serious message, of course, was re-emphasised... Um, ...in the statement by uh, the Health Secretary, Matt Hancock... Uh, recently and we want to partner with the government in um, reminding each of us really of the importance of the fact that staying inside right now is literally going to save lives. Please watch this clip thoughtfully and then by way of uh, conclusion to today, to our time together, we're going to have a song uh, sung to us and played to us by father and daughter Martin who's one of the leaders of the church is going to be singing a song with his daughter, Amy, called King of My Heart. It's a great song. They're accompanied with uh, the background chorus of the birds in the trees behind them. Hope that this uh, song makes you feel good as it reflects the God who will never, ever leave us, never, ever let us go. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope that you've enjoyed uh, your time with us and look forward to seeing you again we also look forward to any comments or feedback that you've got that's always welcomed but especially for the younger element don't forget next week if you can send us in for easter sunday your pictures of hope your drawings your creations whatever it is it would be great if maybe you can help put a smile on the face of others as we think about hope on easter sunday hope even within the context of this wretched coronavirus. Thanks again for joining us. God bless.
2: There was this warning to the public from the Health Secretary. We cannot relax our discipline now. If we do, people will die. So I end with the advice that we all know. This advice is not a request. It is an instruction. Stay at home, protect lives, and then you will be doing your part. This song's called King of My Heart.
0: there you go i hope you enjoyed that guys this is now roger just rounding off that uh, video i know sometimes uh, some of the stuff that we would have been watching doesn't naturally uh, translate onto uh, an audio or onto a cd but we do pray that god has used this to bless you to encourage you uh, to make you laugh to give you some things to think about um, as well um, just to let you know, this coming Thursday, we're going to be praying again at seven o'clock, particularly for those care staff and NHS staff. If you're able to join in that or phone a friend to do that across a phone call or maybe uh, have a meeting via Zoom, if that's your thing. Um, however you wish to do that, it'd be good to pray before we then at eight o'clock applaud all the, uh, uh the NHS staff with our neighbours. Uh, hopefully hopefully some of you will be able to access um online whereby there's um, uh, some some uh, little video clip that we're putting on there each day. Um, as the Easter week unfolds there's also some teaching from a few years ago from the end of Matthew's gospel thinking particularly about uh, what the sentencing and the burial and the trial of, and death of Jesus was all uh, about so hopefully uh, some of you may well be able to access those uh, as well through a friend or family member if not uh, yourself and um, uh, but the Lord bless you over this coming Easter. Do pray for opportunities, uh, won't you, to be uh, uh, witnessing to your friends or encouraging, particularly those outside the church, to uh, click on to church online. Even if you can't do that yourself, it will be uh, available from ten thirty um, on Sunday morning. Apart from that, all it remains for me to do is wish you a very, very happy Easter. May God richly bless you. Thank you so much for your prayers and for your support for such a time as this.